to Forza Vista Socialist Club, episode 46. I am Andrew, I'm your host for the evening, and I am joined, of course, by um, everybody's favourite online friend, Lucy Valentine. Am I everyone's favourite online friend? It seems a, a bit much. Yeah. You know, you're really overselling it. Well, except for people who you insult online and fight with, but I think it's kind oh. of implied that maybe you're frenemies yeah. with those guys. Frenemies. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, our sweet, sweet boy, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hello. Uh, and we're, we're not joined by Theo today. I think he's taken a little break, a little break from university and work and all that sort of stuff. I think he's probably sitting in a dark room somewhere and, uh, as he would say, just thinking about being crushed by the gravitational force of Jupiter. I can only assume that Right now, he is simultaneously playing some sort of game where you drive a truck through space and literally nothing happens, and also jacking off. Hmm. Mm, sounds like Theo. <laughs> a Theo-esque activity. Right, so what's been going on, guys? Not much. I, I'm on some good drugs. Yay! Are Legal feeling, ones. Oh, are you feeling better than you were um, I'm not. previously? I'm not. I have a bacterial sinus infection. <laughs> Hilarious stuff, Lucy. Oh, that was cool. I like wow. that. Wow. Very good. I didn't see that coming at all. No, me either. I really... It was nice. Well, uh, you know, I put a lot of work in and the crowd appreciates it. Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can we get yes. that every time we make a joke? Please. Uh, if the joke really is good. good, if the joke is good, and if it's not at my expense, if it's okay. not making fun of me, oh, yeah, if you're not fair. dragging me for anything, you know, um, you know, for like, if you were to say something that is not complimentary of me, Ben, for example, uh huh, have a have a crack, you know. I, I mean, I don't want to be mean just for the sake of it. I'll go on, just uh, just theoretically. Uh, I, I simply can't. I. I I have too much respect for you. I like you too much. Um, (laughs) You failed to deliver on this one, pal. How long have you been sitting on that soundboard for without using it? It's not even a soundboard. It's a whole. It's a contraption. How would you not be doing this? I got it. I got it hooked up to sample pads. It's a whole thing. And you've not been using it at all, or have you Mm. been using that for the themes? Uh, No, no. I have, uh, up until this point, I've been... We're taking you behind the curtain here, folks. <laughs> We've behind peeled the curtain, the curtain. back. It's <laughs> a whole bunch of things at play. Previously, I was just triggering singular things for... For example, would you like an example? Oh, I'd love one. <laughs> well, it turns out that even after all of Ben's <laughs> doubting, his doubting... Uh, oh... He's been a real doubting Thomas violence about this. Oh, that's quite good. Well done. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Wait, are these, have these been different laugh samples as well? Yes. Oh, I like them. They let me know when to laugh. It's like watching a sitcom where I don't know when the joke is and then they tell me when the joke is. <laughs> like that, right? Yeah, exactly. I love it. Exactly. Uh, so Ben's been a real... Uh, doubting Thomas violence about I can't this. You've said that twice. Oh, and you've used the laugh. It gets twice. a laugh. It gets a laugh though. Oh, so the God. audience knows what they like. You know, the audience uh-huh. knows what they like. Uh, yeah. Um, and he said we'd never come back to this, but folks, 
we have, and we have an update for you on Boat Watch. Yeah. My That's goodness. Right. Back with some boat news. Uh, now, folks, I don't know if you remember, but all the way back on episode 41, and if you'll recall, 41 is that magical number from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter is contagious, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, so all the way back on there, um, we discussed Logan Mayor Luke Smith. Uh, if you recall, there were accusations that Luke Smith had improperly received a <laughs> luxury speedboat from a property developer. I hate it when I improperly receive a boat. I know, right? You, you think that you've done the right thing. You think that you've um, taken a free boat through all the appropriate channels. And then next thing you know, uh, the Anti-Corruption Commission comes knocking on your door. Ugh. So we, 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 we had Ben and Theo uh, read out a transcript of a very funny interview. I found it very funny. Didn't you, audience? <laughs> uh, in which he refused like, what, seven, eight, nine, ten times in a row to answer the question, uh, did you take a boat from a guy and he was absolutely not admitting to any of it well that's a uh, very nuanced question there are a lot of elements there you can't simply answer that's true yes or no that's true and what he kind of stuck with at the time um what he really went with was well look i don't know what the charges are that are being reported in the media so i can't respond to your questions about them until i know what those charges are they were like, yeah, but the media was saying that the charges are that you took a boat. And he was like, wouldn't know. Haven't seen it. <laughs> and he kept refusing and it was very funny. Uh, so, folks, it pains me to inform you that after as many denials, uh, Logan Mayor Luke Smith has been charged by the Triple C last month with official corruption and perjury over allegations that he agreed to receive a luxury speedboat in exchange for helping progress a development application and then later providing false testimonies to the Triple C. Uh, he has vowed to vigorously defend the charges this week and went back to work at the council. Very cool moves. So a whole bunch of other things have come up, like, for example, um, he is using uh, the council's insurance scheme to take taxpayer money to pay for his own legal defense, which is cool. Uh, he has also been accused of trying to get the whistleblower who brought this to the Triple C's attention, uh, Sharon Kelsey, fired. So she is a fellow council member. And while he was ordered to not take part in a council vote to sack Miss Kelsey in February, it's alleged that he interfered in her probation review. Uh, Smith told the Queensland Industrial Relations Commission in a sworn statement in January that, quote, all councillors unanimously agreed, end quote, to appoint an external consultant to oversee the six-month probation review of Logan Council's then-chief executive officer, Sharon Kelsey. The appointment by Smith was less than a month after Ms. Kelsey wrote to the Crime and Corruption Commission to report corruption allegations against Smith. Nothing sus about the timing there, right, guys? No. It all seems... Completely above board. Uh, <laughs> and this is the part that's funny to me. Barrister for Miss Kelsey, Christopher Murdoch, yesterday told Commissioner John Thompson that, quote, he ought to be troubled 
that there was no debate at the council meeting to sack Ms. Kelsey. He said Mr. Thompson should be very skeptical about the reasons given by the councillors for the sacking, referring to one example involving Ms. Kelsey attending a charity relay. But Barrister Charles Massey and Miss Kelsey's decision to dress up in matching Hansel and Gretel costumes with Council's unofficial leader of the opposition, Darren Power, showed, quote, astoundingly bad judgment. <laughs> uh, he, said, he said that it showed Miss Kelsey was not apolitical, given Hansel and Gretel were brother and sister and involved Gretel being forced into servitude by a witch who was later killed. What? This is what. This is the argument he made in front of like the tribunal. It showed that she was not apolitical because she dressed up as Gretel with the like leader of the opposition being Hansel. And it was like, well, you know, in the story, they're brother and sister, so doesn't that. That is absolutely (laughs) insane. Commissioner Thompson replied, quote, are you asking me to take into account the storyline of Hansel and Gretel in terms of how Miss Kelsey and Darren Power dressed that day? Oh, Commissioner oh Thompson goodness. reserved his decision ahead of a final hearing. So, look, uh, there's a whole bunch of noise to get around to the fact that Luke Thompson has, uh, sorry, that Luke Smith has still not commented on whether or not he received a free boat. What do you think, guys? Do you want to call it? Do you think he took the boat? He has a boat. He's got a boat. Mm. He has won a boat. Mm -hmm. He has. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think he's got a receipt for the boat. I don't think he does. Well, I mean, I I lose receipts (laughs) for stuff all the time, so that's not that big a deal. I guess. Uh, So, you know, good luck to Mayor or probably soon-to-be former Mayor Luke Smith. I hope he can fight the haters, um, you know, the snakes on the council there, trying to stitch him up mm. with uh, probably very true accusations about the whole boat thing. Mm. So moving on, we've got a whole new segment for you folks. That's right, Incel Watch. Oh, I thought that'd be different music. Like no. hornier music. <laughs> <laughs> like that, but with just a bass. With a wah wah guitar. Yeah. A waka wah 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 wah. <sighs> yeah, but see, see, look, straight off the bat, you're sort of implying sexiness when I, I sort of feel yeah, like. Not the, sexy, right. It's a distinctly right. unsexy story. So, Lucy, hmm. would you like to give us the skinny on why uh, the extremely online concept of incels? That's has, so good. Has crossed into the real world. It's crossed into the mainstream, and I hate it because uh, everyone's talking about things that um, I felt special for knowing about. But um, so this dude, uh, he drove a van into a bunch of people and murdered them. Mm. And before that, he posted on Facebook because he was a incel, which we'll get to. We'll get to. He yep. posted, "The incel rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys." All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. Woo! Yeah, so Elliot Roger, of course, being the dude that um, went and shot up a school because girls wouldn't have sex with him. Very, very normal, normal stuff. Great, great guy to admire. Yeah, great guy to admire. And model your behavior after, obviously. 
It's very upsetting because I've been like stalking their little incel Reddit for a long time, and it's pretty clear that something violent was going to happen because they are um, just the worst, most misogynist people imaginable. It's very mm. scary. They very much hate women. Yeah, it's a uh, it's not a great scene. It's um like I I guess. Hold on. Should, before we before we dig too far into it, should we mm. explain to the people who are free of brain worms? Oh right, the, what I'm is sure, an incel? I hope no one listening to this doesn't know what an incel is. But incel sure. meaning involuntarily celibate. Mm-hmm. Are these people that believe that uh, because of the way they look, they are incapable of ever having sex, and uh, society has wronged them in this way because having sex is a human right. Uh, there's a common view in incel forums that the government should provide sex to these people, which is very normal. Ooh. It's heaps normal. Um, so a Chad is is a hot dude, and a Stacy is a hot lady, and they're going around. Um, Chads get uh, multiple Stacys, and Stacys will only have sex with Chads. Yeah, um, I'm just going to throw it out there. I was kind of under the impression that... Just for a little while now, there there has been a way to, say, exchange money for sex as a service. Yeah, you can literally mm. just go and, um, you can go and pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, these guys don't want to because they think it's their right mm. and it should be given to them. They also think that women are just, um, like, uh, animals or just, like, holes, basically. So they have a really uh, healthy, normal view of the world. Hmm. So what do you think, Ben? Are you on Team Incel? Well, obviously. <laughs> but I think you can determine from my lifestyle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do feel bad for them. Like, there are normal people in these forums that are just, like, looking for support because they feel like they are hopeless and they will never have sex. And that's, like, a sad thing. But there's also a lot of horrible, horrible people saying horrible things. Well, it kind of seems like... um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting overlaps in this sort of stuff with other other things that are affecting, you know, uh, different societies around the world as far as the, you know, disenchantment or isolation or uh, dissatisfaction in, in various groups of young men, basically. Like, you know, I think we all understand that the world is, is being reshaped as it always is but that a lot of the sort of previous, you know, traditional societal structures are are slowly being changed. And I guess, you know, it's a thing that's been spoken about before in these sorts of groups is a lot of them seem to have this idea of, ah, well, if only it was 50 years ago, I would have just, you know, had a girlfriend assigned to me in school and we would get married when we finished school and Mm -hmm. she would have to stay with me forever and have my babies and look after me and cook my food and be my, be my mother forever. Um, Whereas like, obviously that's, it's not even true anyway. Like the idea that, you know, there was no one who was just perpetually single in the fifties. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Like they had terms for it then. They called people spinsters and bachelors and shit. Like <coughs> you know, it's 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 not like it was a completely unheard of thing for people to either voluntarily or involuntarily stay single forever. And I I saw like a an incel 
meme thing the other day or, or a post somewhere there was somebody saying like you know i i I, I long for this world that like I was never a part of or that I'll never get to see kind of thing that I never experienced. Hmm. And it's it's really weird. It seemed like a real sort of close but no cigar moment to me of someone kind of saying like, I, I long for this image that I have of a traditional societal structure where I am effectively given a woman yeah. or... Or I guess, you know, if you want to flip that around and look at it as the way it actually is, uh, where where we are in a society where women are forced to be dependent on men yeah, for things. Yeah, so good. Everything which I, which I think so is more... Back then. Well, yeah, it's more the reality that these guys are intentionally or unintentionally talking about. It's like, oh, if only we could go back to a time when, like, women didn't get jobs with enough money to live by themselves if they wanted to and all that sort of shit. Oh, yeah, all the people that are like, oh, women didn't invent things. It's like, yeah, they weren't allowed to do that kind of thing, you dumb dipshit. Just all that sort of stuff is so fucking silly. Like, um, So, yeah, well, look, apart from anything else, they're giving Volcells like you a bad name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Terrible. For those, for those playing at home, uh, Volcells, unlike incels, are... Uh, Voluntarily, voluntarily celibate. Someone like Lucy who has given up sex so that she can concentrate better on gaming. On gaming, yeah, that's right. That's right. Also, it's the uh, firm belief of these incels that uh, it's impossible for women to be incel, no matter how ugly they are, because uh, women just get handed everything in life. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, and I suppose it's also that theory that guys have that like uh if a woman wanted to she could just go out anywhere and say someone take me home and have sex with me and yeah, somebody and would just be on mm-hmm. yeah except she'd do that and she'd go into a bar and then there'd be like 20 incels in there and be like oh well she'd oh, never no. say yes if i did it and then they just <laughs> scuttle out like a crab yeah it's yeah. um it's not a great scene uh, but yeah, like like I was saying, I think that there are those interesting parallels to things like, um, you know, domestic terrorists and um, and like people who join ISIS and all that sort of shit. Like, where, yeah, it's really worrying. Well, yeah, it's there's it, there's obviously like all these different pockets of of young hetero masculinity where guys feel isolated and alone and like they're never going to you know, have anyone to be physically affectionate with or they're never going to connect with anyone or, like, there's nothing in their society for them. Yeah, which are, like, valid problems. And then they come in and then they start getting fed all this, like, horrible shit. Yeah, exactly. And whatever whatever their particular... Whatever particular venue they choose to approach for this, rather than, like you said, actually having some support for them, which they're seeking... Uh, mm. Instead, they are met with a whole bunch of fucking rabid loonies who just immediately set about radicalizing them. The black pill, by the way. The black pill. Yeah, that's where you realize that uh, the way the world works is that um, Chad's and Stacy's just get everything and they're off having sex all the time and uh, women just uh, surrounded by dicks all day long. Just dicks flying at them. Mm. And guys just give them money. Um, girls are all surrounded by beta orbiters, which my understanding is they're like, just like dudes who want to have sex with the girl. And so they give her stuff all the time, like white knight cucks. 
It's all very complicated. Just well, like, all that's yeah. It, it's, it, I mean, there are a lot of things about this, but the the weirdest thing to me is that, like, off the top of my head, I can think of like twenty people I know who are terrible looking people with no personality and no interests and no charm <laughs> that are regularly boning down. Mm. Yeah, me too. And people tell them this in the forum. They're like, just get a better personality or just go to the gym. And they're like, fuck you, normie. <laughs> That's exactly how they talk. Or you want me to live that lifestyle. It's like, yeah. yeah, just get out of the fucking basement and be part of the real world. Like, Stop posting on Reddit. Literally talk to a person one time. You'll be fine. Just speak to a woman like she's a human being. Wow. Well, like it it is really hard though because, you know, like like you're saying, Lucy, there's I think some of these people are people who genuinely have to, uh, just have a lot of trouble connecting with other people. Maybe they're painfully shy, maybe they're like suffer from crippling anxiety or whatever it is. I'm sure that there are people who really genuinely have problems making connections and stuff like that. But like the the it's just as many people where, like you said, once once they start getting into this realm of trying to paint the whole thing as, you know, society is irreversibly corrupted against us getting our fair share of the poontang, then that like to to me that's that's people reverse engineering an explanation out of the fact that like you know people don't like your personality and you're not willing to change it. Yeah. Or or yeah, you're you're less willing to look at the idea that maybe maybe you have some not great ideas about women than you yeah. are to believe that the entire world is literally working against you to stop you from having a relationship with anyone. I wish the world worked the way they think. I wish yeah. I was just like handed jobs and money all the time and anytime I had a problem like a Chad would fix it for me. That sounds sick. Or a, or a bunch of betas would yeah would a bunch of my beta orbiters would donations. white me yeah yeah be the dream yeah it's um it's it's funny I was thinking about how that stuff is is essentially like the I guess like I don't think it's unreasonable to say that the majority of what we're talking about is this like incel movement and everything is is just rampant misogyny um. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting to look at that sort of stuff as being just the parallel to when you get, like, alt-right people who look at anybody who ever says anything in defense of anybody else or who says, hmm, the way you're acting towards this person right now is very shitty. Take a look at yourself. They immediately say, oh, you're virtue signaling. Mm -hmm. you do you're doing your SJW virtue signaling, you cuck, and all that sort of shit, where the parallel to that in incel world is just, oh, you're, you're being a beta, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to win this female's attention by coming in and telling her what she wants to hear and being, yeah. you're white knighting. And, and she's out having and, uh, 12 Chad Cox at once. Yeah. 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 Where, but it's, but it's all essentially the same. It's all essentially the same thing that you're saying, which is, ah, so you've you've come in to defend this person, therefore you must have an ulterior motive. Yeah. You must be trying to get the thing from this person that they won't give me. Well, because they like literally can't see women as anything other than that. 
which is the most worrying thing. Like a lot of them like legitimately say that women, uh, you know, don't have emotions and have no brain and all this like horrible misogynist shit. It's wild. Yeah. Once people are in that whole ballpark of like, yeah, acting as though women have completely different brains and every part of life is a transaction to them and all that sort of shit. It's like, how do you come back from that? You know, they really see the world that way. It's very upsetting. You can see how they get like radicalized. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is something I've talked about on here before, but um, one of the things that I found interesting a while ago was reading this profile. It was like a long read about um, Dylan Roof, mm. the the kid who shot up that church in, I want to say, Charleston. Oh, was that from the woman that went around like talking to his family and the people that went yeah, to school yeah. and stuff? Yeah, that was a that was fantastic. Yeah, she um she was talking about how she went she was at like his court hearings and stuff and he opted to represent himself. Uh the most sane move that anybody ever makes in court. Mm-hmm. Um he opted to represent himself and he the only stuff that he said at any point apparently during the trial was when people were giving their victim impact statements about watching their like grandmother get shot to death in front of them by this guy the only times that he said anything during the trial were to say during those impact statements do we have to spend so long listening to this um and that he and that he generally just looked like half comatose through these whole things and everything and refused to ever speak or give any explanation or justification and the the woman who was writing this piece said I really saw that as part of the power that he was wielding in this situation was to have done something so horrible and to refuse to explain it to anyone who was left behind, like to refuse to give them any kind of reason or justification or, or resolution or peace through it. Um, so, you know, she said, I'm, I'll take it upon myself to go and tell this story. And so, like you said, Ben, she traveled around and she talked to his father and she talked to the people he went to school with and... Um, you know, kind of re- retraced a lot of his steps, all that sort of stuff. But one of the things that was really interesting about it was that um, the the Southern Poverty Law Center that tracks a lot of this sort of stuff said that what the what the sort of common pattern of behavior for this sort of stuff is, is that people are, you know, lonely and isolated and what like whatever societal ills there are that are already kind of putting people on the on the outs you know and that they'll go and start looking at stuff online and then maybe at some point they'll say all right i'm gonna go to one of these like white nationalist meetings in a basement somewhere and or i'm gonna go to a fucking clan rally or whatever it is and it's at that point that there's usually like a charismatic person there who sees the new person and, you know, uh, takes them under their wing and, and then starts really like radicalizing that person. And so what was really interesting with Dylan Roof is that they found no evidence that he ever went and talked to anyone. Uh, that basically all he did was look at like, you know, white supremacist and white nationalist sites online and sat there drilling fucking eight hour long baked Alaska videos into his head or whatever on YouTube. And so they said, basically from what we can tell, he completely self radicalized 
just using the internet in the space of about eight months. Um, which is pretty frightening. Like when you when you consider that in this case of the guy who drove the van into people and everything, and that he gave his reasoning as this that it was it was just just another facet of disenchantment of young men who don't know how to deal with. Yeah, it all comes know, from the, the same place. Like yeah, dudes that don't know how to deal with their lives and they're all isolated. And then find groups of, of like-minded people on the internet and rather than giving each other support, rather than helping each other, they all just cook each other's brains. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, like Twitter, am I right? Woo! Hey. So for the record, folks, uh, that article is on GQ. It's called A Most American Terrorist, The Making of Dylan Roof. Yeah, it's, a, it's a really Rach- good read. By Rachel Kadzi Gunza. Uh, and it is it is a quite a long read, and it is quite powerful as a piece. But uh, but yeah, to me it was just it was really interesting as an insight into that whole sort of yeah something that that seems pretty surprising to a lot of people, um, not surprising to a couple of people, and but yeah, just just the fact that there was no point where he went and met with other people and was you know groomed or radicalized or anything he people can just do it to themselves with the internet now and it's terrifying so um new york times opinion writer ross douthat douthat how do we want to pronounce that guys i've never known i don't know hmm. uh i'm gonna say douthat sure that's the Ta- funniest one to me <laughs> yeah 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 ross douthat <laughs> Uh, So he wrote a piece that came out today, or yesterday, or whatever, uh, which was in which he started to explore the argument of the idea of redistribution of sex for disaffected young men. I hate it. Yep. Yep. And I saw a bit of interesting commentary about that, which was uh, this guy, I cannot remember the guy's name. He was on Twitter and he said... um, he said, try and imagine ISIS killing 10 people in Canada and the New York Times writing an article that says, we should think about what we can give to these young men to, <laughs> to, make, to make things better for them so that they don't do stuff like this. Oh, boy. You know? Yep. He was just like, isn't it, isn't it weird that it's basically only ever things that involve like young white men in America that make people say, we really got to listen to these guys and understand Mm. what's going on with them and fix their problems for them and care for them and empathize with them. Um, But if the terrorists are from another country or another religion or of another color, then um, they're fucking animals that need to be, you know, put down at the first opportunity. Mm. What a weird coincidence. Can't really imagine what that would be about. No idea. Mm. Hard to say. Best not to speculate, probably. Mm. Uh, but it got dragged pretty hard for that one. I do believe. Good. Uh, so, what do you think, Ben? What's the what's the solution to the incel problem? Um, everyone that spends more than three hours a day on the internet should be shot, and mm. uh, and mm. then the problem will just sort of take care of itself. 
I agree. Yeah. I'm in that category, and I I got to agree. Yeah, I it'll think... take care of itself in the sense that we'll all be shot, and then we won't have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, man. It's uh yeah, it's a troubling one, and and particularly in that, like we're saying, in that sort of larger picture of you're just starting to see this splintering and fragmentation of all these different groups with their different grievances. But what does it come out to at the end? It comes out to you should make a big statement about this or solve this problem by killing a bunch of people and doing a post about it online, saying whose fault it was. Yeah, chicks. It's chicks' fault. These chicks. Maybe if women didn't be shopping so much. Exactly. Mm. All that money they get from chads. Yep. And they do be shopping with it. Mm. Yep. I agree, Ben. Uh, just unplug the big router that gives the world its internet. Mm. Make everybody get out for a bit. Oh, look, I reckon we can leave it on from maybe 8 to 9.30 in the morning. And then again from 5.30 to 7 and then cut it back off on a day-to-day basis. That sounds reasonable. Imagine if everybody has to start jacking off with their imaginations again. Oh, God. Magazines, man. Porno mags. I reckon they're making a comeback. Are they? Porno mags? No, not at all. Not even slightly. (laughs) I thought you were, like, telling me something real there. I was excited. uh, You know the, like magazines you get over here that aren't quite porno mags. They're like FHM style mm. things where it's just like bikini girls but there's no nips. Yeah. What's the what's the phrase for them? I feel like there's a Bikini oh, mags. Is that like softcore yeah. porn? Skin mags. Lads mags, like that Lads kind of mags. shit. You know, I'm trying to I feel like there's a I feel like there's a sort of blokes mags. Yeah. Please please write into the show if you can remember what they would be described as in the publishing industry. Uh, whatever those are, thriving yeah, no in Japan. Wow. I I wanted to pick some up because I thought, oh, that'd be a fun novelty, and then I realised that there's no way to buy them. You can't. I couldn't ironically purchase them. You know, there's like yeah. there's no way to be like, hey, I'm doing this as a gag. Everyone would be like, you fucking horny creep. It's because all their pawns all censored. Fuck? Yeah, it's not all censored. I oh. thought it was like a legal thing. They got the like blurry thing over the over the bits. So hey, you know what freaks me out the most about this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, about the the blurred out pussies and dicks, right? Get this, folks. Let's say you're watching yourself a bit of censored Japanese porn, right? And you kind of you, sure you you kind of squinting a bit so that the the pixelated part is more just a blur. Getting very specific, um, but go on. Mm-hmm. Get this, guys. Let's say the the lady in the movie uh, is being viewed from behind. They censor the vagina. They don't censor the anus. Really? Yeah, for real. Wow. They don't censor the anus and they don't censor the cum. <laughs> really? Yeah, so like, there's like a bl- there's like a blurry dick, and then a bunch of very visible cum shoots out of it onto a person. Well, I, I wow. feel like these the laws were set a relatively long time ago. Uh, well, before, like before porno was truly <coughs> disgusting. Isn't that why bukkake became a thing? Because it was like this weird, like shortcut around the rules about what you could show people doing in porn in Japan. Maybe. And then there's hentai, which is like way more graphic than regular porn. Except mm. still, you can like 
see the veins and everything. You've got to pixelate those penis. Just that the head of the penis has to be pixelated. Really? You pixelate all those tentacles. Yeah, it's, it's some weird rules. Wow. Man, we, at one point, we were in this like this lovely little sleepy seaside town, uh, like south of Tokyo, called uh, Ito, I think it's called. <laughs> Mm. Uh, and we were like walking around, checking out all the sites. It was really lovely, like really quiet, really, really nice. At one point, we walked past a vending machine that just had like a bunch of those like lads mags, if you will. So it was all like actual live human women in bikinis and stuff. But then the very bottom magazine in the vending machine was like crazy hentai. Like this chick had <laughs> nipples that were, I think, roughly the size of a Coke can. And I'm wow. not talking like the, the areola. I'm talking the the nipple part of the nipple. <laughs> whichever part that is. <laughs> oh, weirdly empowering. <laughs> I mean, it was just fucking weird. Because it was like weirdly... The town was very bucolic. It was very nice. Oh, I don't know. It's just very strange. Oh, I, feel, like, I feel like Japan just generally has that whole vibe of like... you Like ev- everybody seems very calm and nice and you've only got to scratch the surface to get to all that freaky, incest. Dicky, se- sexuality incest. boiling Incest. Incels. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, every time we went into like a store that sold like manga, without fail, the first section I walked into was the game porn manga section. It was incredible. Like... Oh, whoops. Yeah, oh, I'm Whoops. accidentally here. I can't Whoops believe I'm... Daisy. <laughs> Daisy. I can't believe I'm a horny in a nerd store. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's very strange. Uh, well done to Japan's queer community for their incredible representation there. I guess so. I remember when the only queer representation in Japan was a uh, professional wrestling character, Hard Gay. Oh, man, I still love Hard Gay. I love Hard Gay. He's problematic, sure. Yeah, I love that guy. Um, all all I remember of him specifically was just like a sketch of him just getting out and doing stuff around the town, and um, giving massages and, to uh, hardworking businessmen. Yep. Um, and I just remember one where he's just like on a playground with all these school children, and he's like standing over the slide, thrusting his leather-clad dick as all these little primary school kids slide down underneath his legs. Weird vibe. Check Weird out vibe, the old hard gay. Hard gay. Check out hard gay. Uh, great character. Great character and professional wrestler. Yeah. Looks like a big unit, that dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, should we get into some questions? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Getting into the old mailbag. Uh, getting wrist deep into the mailbag. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, ugh. Ugh. Sorry, continue. <laughs> first, first sloppy letter out of the bag uh, comes to us from dear friend of the show, a big bag of keys. That's right, folks. I met him in real life. I wanted to give him a big hug, a little kiss on the cheek. Not you sure if he would have liked it. Was yeah. he a big bag of keys? Yep. Just jangling. Wow. Just jangling. That's wild. Tummy full of keys. Great beard. Great beard. Hmm. Uh, So, dear friend, a big bag of keys asks, in the coming war, will the Volcells side with the incels or the sex havers? The sex havers. For sure. Uh, Definitely the sex havers. Yeah, the Volcells have the choice to fuck. 
mm. yeah. uh, which essentially makes them the same as everybody else. Yeah. And it's probably worse. It's probably way worse that I could be doing the sex stuff, but I choose not to. Mm. Oh, it's, it's a lot messy. of hard work. It's very inconvenient. Yeah, I, just, I wouldn't even bother. You've got to have someone at your house. You've got to talk to them. meet a bunch of fucking strangers. you got to pretend to like, care about what they think and what they like. It's, just... you know what? it's probably for the best that you're not having sex, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> it is for the best. You know, Lucy, you can't just pay for sex. Yeah, but I don't want to. That yeah, sounds something like something a beta would do. <laughs> and I am an alpha. It's like I said, I just I just don't get that whole angle. If, if you genuinely, like if, if dudes genuinely really feel that sex is, and relationships are purely transactional and they think that there is like something inherently wrong with their own personality or looks or ability to communicate or whatever and that all women are just a, a hole to dump a load into yeah. whatever horrible shit then go to a sex worker exactly go to a sex worker and be like i'm here to slap down my however many dollars on a table and have sex now and then i'm done and i don't have to kill anyone that's it no if yeah. you don't need some like emotional connection just go pay for it yeah, but also people are saying that psycho, yeah. we shouldn't put them onto sex workers, which is a fair, yeah, a fair call. That's a fair point. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just for me, but at some point in my life, I would like to pay for sex. because, Like just to experience it? Yeah, I mean, uh, the way I keep thinking of it is literally every time, by definition, that I have had sex, it has been with an amateur. Hmm. If I'm paying you're gonna, someone you're gonna to have get sex worked with them, over by a pro. Yeah, I'm by definition having sex with a professional. Mm. The distinction there, like, surely, I just feel like it's got to be a different experience, right? Like, yeah, well, I want to, I want to get my balls stepped on by someone who knows what they're doing <laughs> for once. Not just my my <laughs> idiot wife. Oh, right. Doesn't know what she's doing with these things. Just stomping around, no idea. Ah. Uh. But like, it's got to be something else, right? I, I assume. Like, You'd hope so. I yeah, guess. I want professional level for the first time. Mm. Just like going to a five-star restaurant, but for your penis. Yeah, like there's a, a difference between a home-cooked meal and something prepared by a professional chef. Yes, mm. yes, exactly. I wonder if um, male sex workers are the same. Hey, quick, oh, quick question. It got to be. Gigolos. Mm. Quick question, folks. Um, oh, I wonder if gigolo is now as unwoke as, like, saying prostitute. I don't think anyone ever really said it. Gigolo? Not over here. No I think people Australia have only like, ever said it because it's fun to say. It's a fun word. It's a fun word. And because yeah. of Juice Bigelow. <laughs> Quality film. <laughs> ah, hell yeah. No, here's my actual question. Okay. Um, do... And and I'm sure the actual answer to this is it's very contentious and lots of people online have very strong feelings, oh, in which no. case, do not contact me about it. Mm -hmm. um, my question was going to be, do strippers count as sex workers or does that kind of come down to, say, yeah, they do. extracurricular activities offered? No, I, I believe they do. I don't know. It seems like the definition of sex worker now is pretty broad. I, I well, think if you're... Using uh, your body in a way where it is for a form of 
sexual gratification or sexual yeah. adult entertainment. I, I think that's sex work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I assume by default that if you are the type of stripper who will work out an arrangement to give somebody a hand job or whatever the fuck, that's that that is definitely sex work. Is that a thing? Is that I don't I'm not across that I've, industry I've, enough to know me if that's I am informed that that's a thing. I've heard. So yes. I've heard. Yes. Does that make um, like Thai massage parlors sex work? That's like a real a ha- thing. I thought that was just like a joke. That's a real thing. Oh, the quote-unquote happy ending type yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, no. Well, yes, to me, that would absolutely be sex work. Uh, using your hands to help somebody have an orgasm and then charging them money for it sounds like sex work to me. To me, the happy ending is just having a full-length mas- massage. Oh, yeah. Generally, I get like a sort of a five-minute cursory George working out the knots in my back out of pity. But really, like a, an hour long, just a full-on massage. Ugh. Mm. Oh, when we uh, when we were on our honeymoon in Thailand, Thai massage. That's right. Hey. Um, we we had like a a couple's massage <laughs> thing, but it went for like I want to say either one or two hours. Wow. And I am absolutely certain I fell asleep several times because I was so fucking. I think relaxed. that's fine, and it's actually kind of expected. Hmm. I, me and one of my exes did like a a two hour massage package thing, except the massage was an hour long. And then the other hour was just, you could lie down in that sort of antechamber of the massage room and they gave you champagne. Wow. Well, I was like, oh, I was really a massage. Yeah. I was kind of expecting I'd I'd be being massaged for two hours, but (laughs) all right. <clears throat> friend of the show Dave Clark asks uh, do I count as incel if I've been married for four years lol <laughs> where's the laugh trap <laughs> hey there he is hey oh bada bing I hate my hey. wife that's right um, and look I think the actual answer to that is if you've been trying to have sex that whole time it's not working out then do you technically count as incel I want to say yes yeah Sure. There is a whole subreddit called Dead Bedrooms. Also very funny. Jesus oh, Christ. Very depressing. Fuck. When I uh, when I was like 20, working at a, a Woolworths on the Sunshine Coast, the grocery manager at the time at my Woolies was sort of weirdly, like everyone that worked at that Woolies, which is like, I don't know, maybe 50 staff or something, knew... Because this guy had was very open about it that since like two and a half years ago, since the birth of their second child, he had not had sex. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then at one point, he came into work one day just sort of with a smile on his face. <laughs> and then it turns out that they had had sex the night before and like a bunch of us did like a whip around and got him a thing of flowers and a card which wow. like at the time we were like oh this is pretty funny and now I think about it I'm like oh, oh wait that was just nice <laughs> I mean it, it sounds like you had an actual relationship issue that maybe should have been a conversation between you and your wife who clearly I don't know maybe some things had happened after the the pregnancy and giving birth and all that and maybe not something to have a sort of a running joke with your co-workers i don't yeah, know it's yeah. very grim 
Mm, I could, I we could go to a counselor, or I could consult the teenage boys at work. Yeah, exactly. Like the fucking shitty dipshits <laughs> that work in the fucking freezer section could like be like, "Oh, you fuck yet?" Yeah. Jesus Christ! It's very odd. And of course, by the time you get into that, then the temptation is there just to play it up. No way, man. Yeah, never I, fuck I think it again. That's kind of where he was, where he was sort of making it a running joke, but uh. I think clearly he was in some level of distress. Uh, but uh, hopefully he's doing all right now. I think a lot of things are like that in just in that sort of context of things that start off as a joke. And then um, just six months later, you find yourself way too far down the line with it. You know, it's just gone on too long. It's no good. I was telling someone this very day a story about um, the the time I found out uh, that I that I had been bullying someone at work and did not realize. <laughs> and thank you, Lucy. Is this, <laughs> is yes, this why you had to leave that other job? No, no, it is not. Um, no, this was years and years ago. So I was in my very early twenties um, at a job in the public service. And so this guy that I worked with, we were just doing like web dev stuff and we had, you know, some different, different servers for the websites and shit, um, like a development server and stuff like that. And this, this, uh, like middle-aged Polish guy that I worked with, um, came into work one day and he had a, just a USB drive and he stuck it in his computer and went, oh, I'm just going to format this drive. And like 40 minutes later, he was like, why is that taking so long? And he looked and he was formatting the server oh. that all of the all of the website was on. And like for the whole department. And that was not good. Um so, you know, we, we tried to get it restored by the large company that was being paid many millions of dollars to do all our backups, and that did not work out at all because all that shit's a big ripoff. And so, you know, uh, again, it was the thing that, like, pe- people kind of made some jokes about it, and then they kept making jokes about it, and then the jokes sort of kept going. There were some some elaborate jokes about it, all that kind of thing. And one day, I came into work, and we were the only two there, and he was like, oh, just so you know, I'm, like, I'm going to put in a complaint about our boss for, for like, bullying me over this stuff. And I was like... <gasps> Oh my God, I just had this very sudden realization of like, oh, I've been giving you shit about this thing for like months and you've probably been fucking miserable about it. You're a terrible bully. Yeah, and I immediately said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like I just had this moment of realization and felt like such a dick. It's not like one of those things, right, where I think you as a person assume that you have a relationship with the people around you generally where you think that they would intuit that if you feel comfortable making jokes about it, then it must not be a big deal. Yes, that they must also be comfortable. Yeah. Or if if they didn't kick up a fuss about it the first time, then that thing's within limits and that's fine. Yeah. Um, He did, however, go on to clarify. He said, look, you know, I don't have beef with you. Um... 
you said like you know it's it's our boss who has been the person encouraging everybody to make these jokes you said he's been making jokes about this and about me in front of clients and you see that's a weird and different power dynamic Yes, yes. And he was like, and it's just gone on and on. And he's the person who's supposed to be, you know, setting an example for you guys and all that sort of stuff. I was still profusely apologetic, not because I thought I was going to get in trouble, but because I just, like I said, had this sudden, very sudden bolt of lightning into my brain going, oh, you prick. You (laughs) son of a bitch. You have just been making this guy feel like shit for months. Yeah. Uh, And I felt terrible. So... Uh, shout out to that guy. Sorry. Still sorry. Um, over 10 years later, I feel bad. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's fine. Whatever he's doing. Wherever he is. Uh, but yeah. I guess the point being that, um, you know, some, something just starts off like casually mentioning to the teenagers you work with that you haven't fucked since your wife had your baby. Uh, and then next thing you know, it's just all gone too far. You're way too invested in it. You're acting like it's fine and it's almost definitely not. But I don't know. So there was that guy. Incel. Incel until he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Glenn Gyron. I've never I've never said this handle out loud before. Hmm. Good buddies online. At Glenn G-Y-R-O-N. I'm just going to call him Glenny G. All right. Glenn. Uh, Glenn asks, if I give my buddy a wristy while we watch Prison Planet, are we still in cell? Um, no. Ooh. I wanted to say yes. Do you I'm need to have no. full full sex to be an incel? Like, can you be an incel if you've had a wristy oh, or a Lucy, cheeky gobby? Come on. This is absolute basics. <laughs> sex doesn't just necessarily mean penetrative. Oh, you're right. That's actually PMV unwork sex. of me. It's very heteronormative of me. Reductive view of the sexual act. It is. Oh, see, no, I'm I'm looking at this as more like. Um, oh, more you think like, you need to receive a receive? No, no, uh, I'm thinking of this more in the context of say, like straight guys having sex in prison because that's that's the mm. only way that they can feel another human touch. Or, Why don't these guys just suck each other off a little? You can watch. Paul Joseph Watson videos while not in prison. The prison planet name is completely unrelated. <laughs> yeah. Mm, it's fair. Uh, so, so, mm, what do I you think, think Lucy? Guy, I think you're the tiebreaker here, Lucy. The guy receiving the the wristy. Oh, okay. Or are you both jacking each other off? Uh, no, he says, if I give my buddy a wristy. I think there's still a lot of room to derive sexual pleasure from giving someone a handjob. Uh, wow. I mean, that is revealing. We get it, Ben. You're very sexual. We get You're it. Very yeah. pansexual. Gener- generous lover. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Just being roasted because I love giving men <laughs> hand jobs. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, we've got a couple other questions here, folks. We got a bit more time. We got another couple minutes for you. Uh, friend of the show, not Lenny asks, uh, I recently had a week without internet, and as someone studying film slash television, I decided to subject myself to a week of free-to-air to see what the future holds for me. Fucking bad move, brother. Wow. 
does Bunto watch TV? And if so, is there anything being made here that is actually any good? Kisses. Oh, I guess God. that's like here is in Australia. Yes. I don't know what's on. I haven't seen free-to-air TV in several years. Folks, uh, let me tell you a tale. My goddamn wife has been watching fucking Bachelor in Paradise so she can talk about it with her goddamn friends online. I get She's it. She's been watching My Kitchen Rules. It's just a ladies thing, Andrew. We love The oh. Bachelor. God damn it, man. She cried during that shit yesterday. <laughs> Motherfucking, it was just, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's fun. Like, it's fun she to was, watch. She was watching, um, she was watching like one of the episodes of My Kitchen Rules and I started timing how long the show was playing for before going to an ad break and then how long the ad breaks were. I started clocking that shit and it was just like 50-50, four-minute slots. Oh, it's slots. bad. My mum will complain about this to me at length. It was for real, like, five to six minutes of the show and then five to six minutes of commercials back-to-back back over and over. I thought I was going fucking insane. Jesus. And every ad on that station is just an ad for another reality show on 7. It's all TV these or whatever days. The fuck. It's all reality because it's the only reason that people would watch free-to-air. Oh god damn. It's it's dire. It's fucking dire stuff. I don't know why anybody would watch anything but either on demand shit well yeah, just on demand stuff in general. I don't I I don't know why the fuck anybody younger than me would be watching TV like an absolute fucking rube. I I would say that there are some things on the ABC worth watching. Yeah, ABC's uh, right. The the family law it's a fantastic television program, which I believe is doing another season soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up gracefully was very, very funny. Um, I almost feel like the ABC and SBS don't, like, in my mind, they don't count as, like, quote-unquote free-to-air. Yeah. Well, because they're not commercial or... Well, yeah, basically. Is. Basically. I think because yeah, because of the fact that they are not commercial and they they competently make them available on other platforms and on demand oh man the, the sbs on demand is fucking amazing if you're like it is honestly a viable alternative to australian netflix like it's a, very a good substantially better caliber of movies and tv and it's all fucking there it all works it fucking works on your fucking ps4 they took it off the ps4 Oh, That's fuck true. me dead. Yeah, Why I'm real mad about it. They just, it's gone now. It doesn't oh, work on PS4 anymore. I'm shit very angry. Dick. Well, yeah. and and let me just say as well, if you're talking about the like on-demand and catch-up apps and stuff like that for the commercial free-to-air channels, they are unshockingly as dog shit as the channels themselves. Because as we all know, uh, rather than actually trying to, you know, stay competitive in a transforming media landscape, all of Australia's television Reality networks instead, TV. well, they instead opted to just spend all their time and money trying to like keep it a really closed market and have torrent sites shut down and like sue people for downloading Game of Thrones or whatever, mm-hmm. and then make um, twenty seasons of the block. 
<clears throat> yep. So so the, all their apps and their streaming apps and stuff fucking suck, and they just stop in the middle of a scene every several minutes to show you like five ads back to back that you can't skip. Or yeah, they have like ads that. in their streaming. Yep. It's so they, shit. They blast you with them nonstop. It's wild. Uh, yeah, so watch watch all the stuff on a- ABC and SBS and everything else fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and personally, I think that it is... I, I want to say it's like under two years before networks like 10 uh, are just gone. Just gone to the bloody dogs they have. That's well, my like opinion. At, they are barely getting propped up financially at the moment. Yeah, they're losing money like it's hell. It's not going to last. Uh, so here's one final question, folks. Mm. One final question, uh, which I've I've wanted to ask you guys for a while. Friend of the show, okay. Richard, asks. Well, this this one's kind of been on the on the backlog for a bit, but okay. we've not we've not got to it, or there's only been two of us on a bonus thing or whatever. Friend of the show, Richard, asks. Uh, All of you are extremely online, but seemingly also lead busy lives. I have a relatively chill life, but don't feel like I ever have time to be posting and I'm forced to log off. How do you manage to exist in the real world whilst also posting heavily and never logging off? Sure, <laughs> Richard. Oh, boy. Uh, the simple answer is I have no work ethic and I'm a very bad employee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my answer to that is similar, uh, except it's, it's acceptable for me to be online because that's kind of where we get a lot of our news stories from. So when I'm working, I'm fucking on the thing all the time. And then when I'm not on shift, I try as hard as possible not to look at my phone for anything because the internet fucking bums me out more than anything else. Yeah. yeah. I'm just online all the time. I'm just used to it. I can multitask because I'm a woman. Not like you Neanderthal men, am I right? You're goddamn Pretty right. right. I'm right. That's a, that's a thing. Men can't multitask. I've seen it on sitcoms. You're gonna. Are you trying to turn us into insult murderers, Lucy? Ooh, is that you a threat? Should, you you should support. Me? You should support men and give them whatever they want. You're right. Um, and I guess my answer to that is, uh, I I don't know if anybody has noticed me being much less online recently. Um, uh, certainly for me at the past and particular jobs that I wasn't really feeling the work ethic for. I would post a lot and sit around at my desk photoshopping memes and all mm. that kind of thing. I can't photoshop shit at my desk anymore. No. I've also been less online at my job, which I will never, ever discuss on this podcast. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I, yeah, I discuss my job in the sense that I have one. Um, but yeah, I think my, my new job, um, I both can't really and don't want to be constantly online so i do the odd tweet but i'm nowhere near as feverishly online as i once was uh which both a feels like it's better for me and b makes me feel less and less like i should be devoting a lot of my time to stuff like twitter yeah um yeah so now these days i find myself actually putting like blocks of time aside to to tweet no, to to do stuff for like this show, yeah. To actually get material together and write out thoughts about it and very mature know, map out. Well, like yeah, at the moment these days, that's genuinely the only way I can do it. I, I just don't do it read the timeline because I'm an asshole. Yep, 
I, I just, just check my notifications. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Mm. It's a bad place, the timeline. Yeah. Makes feel me like, feel bad. I feel like Theo's pretty good at not being crazy online when he's at work. Yeah, that's true. But when you can be, mm. I've always got that, that window open. Not yeah. if any of my bosses are listening. And I would just say as well, generally outside of that... Um, uh, you know, if you've got a significant other or a family life or kids or whatever the hell, um, and you're not at work, like it's yeah, you got to find that balance between looking at stuff that you're interested in, but also actually being present in your real life. Oh uh, yeah, with, outside with, work. Yeah, yeah, like with yeah, with people who mean a lot to you and all that sort of shit. Like because, you like I said, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm really not sitting there looking at online stuff all day at work anymore so um for me i must also resist the temptation to then just come home and sit there looking at my phone or the computer or whatever uh all day i need to actually just i just i just sit my children down and i sit opposite them and i stare into their face unnervingly yeah. for like i don't know two three hours yeah nice and i say go to bed same. I just stare at your kids for hours. That's what I do with my nights. Woo! Hey. All right, folks. Uh, all right. Anybody got anything else? Anybody got any anything you want to plug, Ben? Sh- should I? <laughs> Am I doing anything at the moment? I don't getting? know. I just thought that would be fun to ask. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of shows coming up. Uh, I'll be playing uh, The Satellite in LA uh, May 12th and 13th. Uh, it's a new, completely new 45 minutes of comedy. Uh, um, uh, I was, I, I oh, he's I was choking. Gonna... What's it he's about? He's choking. Oh, boo. Oh, boo. I thought I was going to be able to do that really smoothly. And then I was like, oh, I need the name of a comedian that's opening for me. Oh, I need someone that's like... Good, but not that good. And I couldn't think of anyone. Yeah, you were gonna say like Paul F. Tompkins, and then you went Fuck, no, no. no. Like, that probably would have been about the right level. Uh, no, I should have been like Paul Shear is Paul Rust. One of the Pauls is opening for me. Paul you should Rust. Have said, really? You should have said Rory Scovell. That's how you should oh, have said. Been good. Um, mm. Speaking of which, Rob folks, Hubel if you is opening for me. <laughs> Uh, if you got Netflix, folks, watch the stand-up special. Rory Scovell tries stand-up for the first time. Oh, yeah, it's quite good. It's really fucking good. I enjoyed that uh, a great deal. So really? catch that one, folks. Yeah, it's I'm, not on free to air TV. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, crime pass. Oh. <sighs> I wanna. No, I won't say that. That's... No, say it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in light of the incel topic, uh, cr- the, the crime pass is too depressing. That's sad. Don't uh, kill oh, an yeah. incel, but like, I don't know, maybe just like, Say know. Say you're going to have sex with them for money and then just take the money and go. Nice. Um, yeah, rob them. Your crime pass for this week is if you know someone who considers themselves to be an incel, uh, try and make a point of over the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months of just socializing them like a normal human being take them to the pub introduce them to some of your normal friends 
show them that it's okay to be kind of awkward and fucking terrible at talking to people and maybe not that great at dressing yourself or whatever and you can still be perfectly fucking fine living a normal fucking life and you don't have to invent some sort of absurd self-imposed prison of isolation around the fact that you've had a few failed sexual encounters just fucking take them under your wing teach them it's just fucking not that hard to be a part of society and they will be okay Hmm. and it's cool just to be normal and have beers and talk to strangers and do whatever very positive tell them to stop jacking off so much yep start with that All right, folks. Thanks very much. And we will see. Oh, wait. We do have one. We have our minor plugs, which are, of course, if you would like extra episodes, if you would like more content, scoot on over to patreon.com forward slash Buta Vista. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like paying us for sex, but um, the sex cyber is... Sex. Cyber sex. Cyber sex. When you yeah. listen to the podcast, you are having cyber sex, sex with us. Specifically. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> if you are a Patreon subscriber and you see me in real life, I have to do basically anything you ask. <laughs> yep. Um, if we if we hit a, a high enough uh, reward tier on the Patreon, we will set up just a constant 24-hour-a-day chat, which we will monitor in shifts, and you will be able to log on at any point and have cyber sex with one member of the show. Theo. But only if you're a Chad <laughs> on my behalf. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Only Chads, only Stacys. Chads only. That's right. Thanks, folks. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.